Hello everybody, welcome to the Right Place podcast where we learn with you how to navigate the world by building connections that matter, relationships that last and businesses that thrive. My name is John Watson and I'm joined by my friend for the last 18 years, Rudolf Rautenbach. Rudolf, how are you today? A good job, thanks. I'm already on holiday, so I'm in the Northern Cape. I am working at the moment. No one believes that, but I am working at the moment and we we actually in in the desert, so it's so hot, and you have to acclimatize. But other than that, um, going very well. Had a good year, and we we're happy to be able to go on a bit of a break as well. What are you guys doing? Um, yeah, we're kind of wrapping up the year as well. The kids have finished school, and yeah, looking forward to um, a little bit of a break, and also yeah, starting some new things um, in twenty twenty four. It's very exciting. I think every time that we speak, there's something new coming up somewhere. And then yes. we, we plan the, the next big thing. And I, think, I suppose it's also important not to lose track of what you're actually busy with as well, not to leave things behind. Um, I, I read somewhere during the day that you shouldn't take your baggage with you to the next year. And I think it's so Absolutely. important to always consider that you don't just work for today but also to to plan your stuff so that the next year could be either easier but also a bit more organized and planned you don't want to rush into a new year and start with a lot of new things with old stuff still biting a bit at your achilles no absolutely i 100 percent agree with you i think it's important to to take stock to reflect on what has worked this year what has not worked where you've fallen short, where you want to improve and kind of just do a bit of a health check and, and, and be honest with yourself and, and yeah. take stock because you don't, want to, you don't want to carry any negativity into the new year. You want to start fresh. You want to start energized yeah. and, and with a clear mind and, and direction as well. Good, but it's important to break. Um, if you can afford it, you don't have to go away, but to take that mental break almost and just relax and and, and work on the relationships closest to you, um, your, your personal relationships and so on, but also to, to take that time to, to just zone out almost and forget about the troubles and the issues that we've had and, and to start your focus uh, and, and aim that towards the, the next year as well. Absolutely. Yeah, so we, uh, we obviously met quite a number of years ago. And, and since, since then, you actually started Clara Business Network. And I followed a bit of suit from you after we've met up again. <laughs> and we, um, we started the Irene Business Network. And we met a lot of people um, in this process. And I think there's, a, there's an opportunity here to allow us to introduce these interesting people and the, how they got to where they are uh, to other people. What's your take on that, John? No, absolutely. I think the, re the reason you and I have been talking so much is because we're kind of in the same boat. We're both running business networking events. We're meeting interesting people. We're interacting not just with the speakers, but also the, the people that attend, uh, the residents of Irene, the residents of Durbanville, and we get a lot of feedback and also we're a lot more visible than I think we used to be maybe a couple of years back. And I think this has almost created a natural platform for us to share 
um, what we have learned, but also to to share that with a broader audience um, on the LinkedIn um, on the LinkedIn side as well, and also yeah, on, on on YouTube and the podcast platform. So for me, it's a very natural progression to do this. Um, it is a bit daunting, but yeah, looking looking forward to the new journey and, and doing this with you is so much easier than than doing it by ourselves. Um, yeah, collaborating on this and learning from each other in the process. So how do you see this working, John? What are we going to do? Um, what is the type of advice that we are looking at giving people and, and steering them towards? Well, I think our podcast is going to be quite different to your normal podcast. We're not going to be focusing on financial advice or, or anything like that. We're rather going to be talking about human connecting in practice. How do we connect with others better? How do we get out of our own way? How do we network upwards? How do we add value to those that we meet? And who helped you get there? A lot of us have journeys. We didn't get there by ourselves. No one is a self-made man, per se. Someone helped you. Someone opened a door for you. Someone gave you a chance. And then you also gave other people a chance who then became important parts um, of your network as well. So I think this is going to be a radical and very exciting um, learning curve for us as we hear people's personal stories, as we unpack what did they do, how did they do it, why did they do certain things, and what are their views on networking, building relationships, um, allowing their business to grow, etc. So really excited. Yeah, good. And then along with interviewing the people at the Irene Business Network on my side, and then on your side, obviously, with Clara Business Network, um, I think it's also good that we speak to people that we know in industry, friends who've made it in different types of business or in social networking as well, um, and, and to try and get their different perspectives, but also to see what we can learn from them and how we can adapt and, and change that and take it to heart into our own lives, our own careers. Um, like you said, no one is a self-made man. And it's such an interesting concept in that um, if you're not from a wealthy family, you say, listen, I've made it on my own, but it's actually never on your own. There's always um, either relatives, uh, a spouse or someone who backs you, who doesn't necessarily work with you, but there's, there's that relationship that you need. Secondly, there's other businesses. No one, no one can make money if someone doesn't pay the money. So a client is a relationship and a very important relationship. And also, also different other relationships just to get things going and to ensure that whatever you're busy with actually works out. And, and I think for me, it would be interesting to understand how certain people actually made it to where they are. And we're not talking about the, only the top dogs in the country, but, but normal people who thrive within their business world or within their environment. And how did they actually come up with what they've achieved so far? but also the important people and important relationships in their lives. And then for me, what would be very interesting is to see how they perceive this networking or connecting or relationship environment. How, how much value does it really carry for them? On your side, John? No, absolutely. I think we've met a lot of interesting people through the, the Clara Business Network. And what's fascinating is how people have taken different paths to get to different um, positions in their company 
or different ways of growing their business. There is so many different paths out there. Um, I think people have become obsessed with following maybe celebrity business owners and obsessed with trying to copy the way that they do things or their schedule or how they interact or their social media strategy. But you almost eventually have to figure out what is my right place? How am I going to do things? You can take all this wealth of knowledge around you, but then you have to decide how am I going to do things? How, what am I going to be known for? How am I going to build my network? How am I going to maintain my business relationships? And I think there's a lot of value in that. So as we speak to different people, I think a lot of these stories are going to come to light and we'll be able to understand what decisions they made, which people they connected with, which people they avoided. That's a whole nother topic. Which people they followed, who did they look up to, and also then looking at how did this affect their business? Which direction did it take their business? Um, and also, we want to also um, have honest conversations with them. Sometimes people make bad decisions. They listen to the wrong advice. They follow the wrong mentor. They do the wrong thing. They make an emotional decision and not a decision based on facts. And hopefully some of those stories also come out, which I think will be useful for our audience to unpack and understand and follow. Yeah, very good. So what I'm thinking of as I'm listening to you is that it's actually, it's all very good and well, but um, what makes us so important that people would actually want to listen to us? Um, and, and I'm saying with a tongue in cheek, you can see my big smile on the face now, but uh, it's, it's actually, um, I don't think we're experts at all. Uh, I, for, for one, definitely am not an expert. And, and I'm first to tell you that I'm learning. I'm always learning. I want to know how things work. And I want to become a better, better networker, but also a better friend almost in the business arena as well to, to understand other people's pain points and to try and see how I can add value and assist them. So, so from that perspective, I think um, definitely not an expert, but always willing to try and assist as much as I can. And I think that's the attitude that we want to bring into this as well. So maybe as a start, because we told people all that we want to do now, but maybe if you can start, John, and tell us maybe a little bit about your career, your career path to date um, and, and how that worked out uh, and where you're at now. Cool. Thanks, Rudolf. So in a nutshell, I always wanted to be a chartered accountant. I think since grade eight, grade nine, I had this idea, I want to be a CA. I did accounting at school. So I had my mind pretty much made up um, my whole school career and did my CA at Tuckies, uh, was at a small firm, then joined the Auditor General in 2006, uh, which is where we met. And we started a, a friendship there. We did our board exams together. We passed together, which was very, very exciting. And yeah, we were there for about five or six years together. And then um, I left and um, joined the consulting world, uh, which I think is a bit of a rite of passage. I think if you haven't been, if you've been a CA and you haven't been a consultant yet, I think, I think you owe yourself a favor. Um, it's definitely a big learning curve and, and quite a fun experience. And, and yeah, we worked, we, you and I worked for the same company uh, for a couple of years. And I think that really opened my eyes to working with people that you know and working with people that you like because it was a very easy uh, transition for me there. And then subsequent to that, left there and joined the Minister of Finance of all places uh, in 2012, which was quite exciting. 
And the, I was there for a very happy six years. I worked with some great people, met a lot of CFOs, a lot of CEOs of all the state-owned entities and national departments, and I really enjoyed my time. Um, during that period, I also did my master's in public policy and management, which was quite exciting. Learned a lot through that. Um, I think the biggest thing I learned is that our problems in South Africa in our public sector, um, corruption, bad administration, bad decision-making, fruitless and wasteful expenditure, is actually not so bad. Other countries struggle with exactly the same thing. Uh, we were looking at case studies from America, from Australia, from England, and they have also shocking public service deals that go completely wrong, billions and billions misspent, bad service delivery, things like that. So it made me feel a little bit better about our situation, although our situation needs to improve quite rapidly. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, I've always relied on my, my CA network and my CA qualification as kind of the door opener. I think we are the number one CA brand in the world, um, which was announced recently. And um, yeah, it's kind of prepared me for a role of, of speaking to, to, to highly qualified people, CEOs and CFOs. Um, and the like. Um, Rudolf, what do you, you remember from, the, from those days when we, we, we met? Very good, John. I, um, we followed quite a similar path, as you mentioned, and I, I just worked at the University of, well, I studied in Potschefström, and I know people that base me for that sometimes, um, and I can tell you a few stories about that at another, at another time, but I, I worked at the university for a year as an academic trainee, and that's why we landed up in the same year, having both actually passed our first board exam already. Um, and, and thus, we were we actually had a, a nice time at the AG because we were some of the best qualified, highly qualified trainees that they probably had in our division, um, which was a bit funny because we didn't know Jack. I didn't know what I'm doing, what, what I was doing yet. Um, yeah, so after, no. after the AG, obviously I stayed there for a year to, to do some, some um, managerial work and just to get out of articles, went into consulting for a good number of years, probably about five or so years. And as you mentioned as well, it's a, it's an interesting space. And, and what I liked about it is that you're not stuck in the same rhythm the whole time. You get to meet, meet, meet new people yes. every time you're on a new project, um, different challenges, different environments all together, sometimes different cities, uh, traveling a bit, um, and you're still young, so you don't mind that at the time. Um, and, and then it drew to a close where I started moving into my own consulting environment where I didn't work for a boss anymore. Um, and it's, it's a tough environment that you, you learn different skills from managing a project person versus managing an entire business now. And suddenly you're responsible for other people mm -hmm. as well. Um, something that I quite, I relished, I quite enjoyed that. But I enjoyed the intimacy of a smallish team. So I never worked within big corporates and so on. Obviously, some of our clients were bigger, but our team was always quite closely knit and so on. And, and one thing that I have learned in those days were that your, your client's very important. Um, they, they always joke and say that a client, client is, the customer is always right. And unfortunately, that's just not true. The customer is not always right. Sometimes the customer doesn't know what he wants um, and, and what he needs, actually. Yeah. But we, we changed it, and I read it somewhere as well. I can't remember where, where it says the customer is king. He's king. He's not always right, but we, <laughs> he's, he's the yes. boss. We, we listen to him. He pays us at the end. Um, 
that was quite fun. And then over a long period of time, probably about two or three years, I transitioned mostly into education. And, and we started up a big training business, um, worked with a lot of corporates and smaller businesses as well. And, and what I liked about that specific business, again, was I, I could relate to people. I enjoy telling people um, how things work, showing them rather, not telling, uh, showing them how things work. <laughs> I enjoy breaking open new things to people. So I think that it's a business that suited the way I like to work as well. Um, and it continued for quite some time through COVID and everything. And then beginning of 2022, I actually ventured into um, consulting again, but mostly in the BE environment. And then um, also started up with a few separate projects and, and with different people as well. And, and one thing that I can tell you outright is that none of those things I could ever do alone. Um, there's a lot of stuff that yes. I can do but I cannot do multiple things at the same time um, alone. I think that it's important to, to partner with the right people as well as you go along. I want to mention just something on the CA side that I am a CA. I do not like accounting as an example. I, I don't, I'll never be able to do day-to-day -day accounting. It bores the rubbish out of me. I cannot do it. I cannot do day-to-day -day accounting, but... It has the qualification or designation has opened up a number of doors. And in the consulting world, especially it is financial and reporting consulting. So it is, it is a very important thing in my career. It used to be uh, even more so in the past, but I cannot do other people's books <laughs> at all. It's not for me. <laughs> if it's not my own, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I, don't ask me. Um, but, but yeah, the, the designation is <laughs> important. Um, and I think um, it's also opened up a number of doors relationship-wise. I've got a lot of friends that are CAs, and it's purely because of university. You meet a lot of people within our training environment for this, the AG. This, yeah. It's, it's accounting, CA-driven. So they, I've, I've, I know a lot of people that are CAs, and um, sometimes I wish I could just break out of it but I do not want to leave the designation behind. So it is important to me um, without a doubt, but I do not, I do not for one minute believe that it's, it defines me as a human. I think it's a designation that's important career wise, but if it changes the way I am with people, then I'm definitely doing it wrong. Yes. No, very interesting. Yeah, I, feel, I have to feel um, the, the same the, the, the CA designation definitely opened a lot of doors. And I think we will definitely mm -hmm. be talking to, to quite a few CAs um, on the podcast. Uh, always, good, always good to mm -hmm. talk to people that we, we know their experience. They've been to the board exams, the articles um, like we did. And I, and I mean, we come from a background where we were part of different audit teams. Uh, we were yeah. assistant managers and then managers. We had to lead these teams. We had to build relationships. And as much as we had clients in the auditees, the people that we were auditing, we were also having to make relationships with the people we were auditing. We had to understand yeah. the CFOs, the financial managers, the accounting teams. And then we had to build relationships around the country. Some of our auditees yeah. um, were very big. So we had to have multiple relationships in multiple places. And we had to yeah. then make sure that our audit teams, the teams that we were managing, were in the right place at the right time to do the audit work and things like that. 
So I think all of this is coming back almost full circle that we've now gone through this whole process. We've got qualified, we've got all of this experience and we've had our own journey, you and I, um, similar, but, but, but still quite vastly different. And, and now we're sure. at a stage where we want to almost give back. We, we, we've learned a lot, but we definitely don't know everything. Um, we, we are still, we're still young. Uh, we're still in our early forties, if I can use that term. So, and we've still got a lot to offer, but also a lot to learn to, um, to give back. So yeah, fast forward my career, uh, Minister of Finance and my, my family and I, we made a lifestyle decision in 2018 to move to Cape Town, which is, um, five years ago, pretty much. And yeah, Got to Cape Town, was doing consulting work. Obviously, then, then COVID happened and everyone's got their own COVID story. But during that time, then myself and Gerard Kreivagen, um, who we definitely also going to talk to eventually on the pod, um, him and I started the Clara Business Network. And that really just opened my eyes um, to the power of networking. I'd always been aware of networking. I'd always been aware of connecting with the right people, et cetera, et cetera. And I think the reason Gerard and I jumped and started the Clara Business Network is because there was nothing really happening for the businesses. And we couldn't just go and um, talk to anyone. We were a bit unsure who do, who's who in the zoo um, in the state that we live in. So we started the CBN. We had no idea what we were doing, but we knew it was the right thing to do. And I mean, no looking back, we've done about 20, 25 events. You've also presented at an event um, a couple of years ago, which was excellent. And I'm so encouraged that you <laughs> decided to do the same thing uh, with the Irene Business Network, because I think there's such a blessing in connecting people and then also growing your own network and helping people and living with your hands open. And I think that's part of our our journey here that we want to help people connect with each other. And hopefully maybe they can learn some tips and tricks um, along the way from, from our podcast and our newsletter and our content about how to do things better. Yeah, um, so let me connect with you on that. I... Obviously, you started the Irene Business Network, and I remember very well that you told me the year before you need to do it and just just start. And I'm like, no, it's not going to work because where I stay is not an enclosed area; it's not an estate. Um, people people are not going to come. And then we had a quick chat about it again, and I I decided I'm going to ask five people that I know in the area with their own businesses if we start something like that, are they going to come? And all five said yes. Like, okay, so people are going to come. Even if it's small, let me do it. And I, I there's a new shopping center very close to where I stay, stay and I asked them, can we have it here? And they were very keen. The first ask, they said yes. So everything just almost fell into place. And I'm like, okay, I don't have an excuse anymore. The only reason here that it won't happen now is me. And then, as you say, get out of your own way. So I, I carry on. <laughs> and then, interestingly, on the first event that we had, the only three of the five people pitched up that I asked. So the other two didn't RSVP or nothing. And it happens. I think it's a, a common thing, people's diaries or so on. Um, in actual fact, one of the five that I asked uh, never come to one of the events for the whole year. But it's, it's <laughs> I mean, that's its choice. It's not, not anything that I can do or, or say. But uh, what is important there is that we started. And on average, we, we're not as much. We're probably about 25 people. But I figure that it's 25 odd people that have not common interest necessarily, but they have the opportunity to try and meet new business connections 
and potentially um, get to meet some of their neighbors that they actually never knew also stayed in the area. And so, uh, and it's grown quite a bit. We've, we've had a bit of a lull at some stages and then it climbs in, in numbers and gets, gets a bit better. But um, yeah, people are so keen to connect and learn from different other people. So we've had a variety of different speakers in, in different areas and completely strange angles sometimes. Um, and, and not selling products, but actually just someone with a unique story, something that they can come and tell the people and, and um, allow them to learn something new. And then we built it around it a bit of business connection and networking as well. And it's actually um, changed not necessarily the people, but it's changed the way I think about these type of things quite considerably um, in that I, I believe that it adds value um, to people, but also that, that it adds value to me, um, not, not as, a, as a business, but uh, in terms of a brand, it establishes a bit of a, um, a bit of a culture where people will come and ask questions to me that I'm actually not um, qualified to talk about at all, but they know that I know someone else. And, and that actually um, opened up a number of doors for me. Um, but yeah, the, the Irene business side of it is, is I'm quite passionate about it. And I, I obviously have a lot of plans for, for the next year. And I think it's also part of the idea that I'll speak to people that are going to come and speak at the event and allow them to, to almost um, give a bit of a teaser or a discussion around what we're going to talk about, but also to learn from them in another way in terms of their own network and how they perceive that not just the story that they want to tell at the event. No, absolutely. I agree 100% with you. I think there's so many um, opportunities that come out of hosting uh, these business networking events. Um, like I've said before, just starting something like that, put yourself out there, it really elevates your visibility. You are then almost yeah. the captain of, of the network or captain of the ship that you are driving. And you never know which conversations you're going to have. But, but you're never going to have those conversations if you're not in the right place, if you're not putting yourself out there. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, one day I think I'm going to write the book of the, the Clara Business Network and, and the amazing conversations that have come out there, um, the interactions, and, and just opening doors for other people. I mean, that, that, that's, a, that's always a very good thing. Um, I also think what's amazing is that these are South African stories. I think a lot of us, we watch... YouTube and Netflix, and we see all these amazing American stories or, or stories from the UK and things like that, and they are cool, but it's easier to relate to South African stories. We understand the difficulties of living in our country, the conditions, the economy, the politics, and things like that. So when you hear stories of success or stories of people triumphing over adversity and things like that, I think it adds a lot of value and it gives us um, a bit of hope to um, to carry forward, and I think that's that's one of the joys of um, of the business network. Yeah, for sure. I think um, apart from the business networking side that we run ourselves, we also attend a number of other networking events. I'm a member of the Saka Kalmar in Pretoria, the um, business chamber. Um, so, so there's a number of interactions that we have with like-minded people, and I think to to get those people in one place and, and have a chat to them to understand their philosophy behind how these type of things should work and, and also the value that, that's in there for individuals. I think it's quite important um, and an exciting journey. I think we, 
the two of us are going to learn a lot through this experience as well. Um, not just um, showing other people what we've learned, but I think as we journey over the course of the of the next year through this cycle as well, I think it will add a lot of value to us. But we'll, we're going to learn. We're going to learn things that we've we've never known or never thought we would engage in at, at least. And and I think there's a, there's an opportunity in that we we can spread the the message quite a quite a bit further than just. Um, the closed networks that we are operating in. No, absolutely. I'm looking forward to the conversations we've got planned. Um, so just for everyone's um, information, we're going to be interviewing people both in Cape Town and Pretoria, Johannesburg side, people that are either connected to us, family, friends that we want you to, to hear about, um, but also some of the people that, that are going to be speaking or have spoken already at our business networking events. But Rudolf and I are also going to have our own regular discussions about connecting, yeah. building business relationships, things that we've picked up along the way um, from our own events and attending other people's events, and also interesting things that come across our path um, on the LinkedIn side, YouTube side, things we might have read in books and that. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a, a, a nice learning curve, and I'm glad we're doing this in public that, that other people can, can benefit from it and, and, and hopefully yeah. find some good value in it too. Yeah, 100%. I, I've already started uh, talking to a number of the people that I believe could be interesting and, and could add some value to, to the public. And everyone's so keen to take part, purely because they, they do have a story, but also that they, they can reflect on the journey that they have, they've had. And I think that's sometimes important because we, we all say we're going to do it one day, but that one day is unfortunately potentially too late. So I think it's it's a good thing. And um, yeah, the, there might not be a lot of people that listen to us, but um, to the one or two that do, I think it is, uh, it's something that I hope would, would change the way that you think about um, networking. Um, I try to steer away from the word networking these days, just to talk about connecting, because I, I do believe that we need to be very intentional and a network event is potentially just a stepping stone to get into an audience or a new crowd. But the other day I attended the Saka Kama one as an example. I only spoke to four different people on the day. I didn't have a lot of time. I had, a, I had the whole session, but there wasn't too much time to, to talk to other people at this specific event. And I connected with four people and all four of them I'm still engaging with, with potential things that we can do together. And I think if I wasn't there, I would have missed it out on the opportunity to work with these people in the future. But the networking event opened that door. The connecting mm. is how we click, how we, we see value in each other's work or in knowing the other person. And, and I think that is the part that I'm quite passionate about is making a connection on a, not a superficial level, but an, a deep connection that we can move forward with in the future. And I think um, that's the part that I want to learn about more in this uh, podcast as well. No, excellent, Rudolf. I'm 100% on that page. I think in terms of the making that connection faster, I mean, this is something that I'm going to repeat probably every podcast is you've got to add value. You've got to show people how you can add value. You've got to show people how you are a useful person to know. Um, do you live with your hands open? Do you share contacts, ideas, 
Do you have time for other people? A lot of people that we meet just got absolutely no time for you. Got no time to meet, got no time to listen to you. They are so busy flying, doing their own thing. They're telling you how important they are. Um, exactly. So I'm looking forward to to um, to learning from people. And and if you think about it, we it's going to get quite um, autobiographical. I mean, we're all actually writing our life story as as we're living our life. And if you and if you look at sure. some of the most famous um, autobiographies out there and leadership books and things like that, all of them have almost one thing in common. It's about a journey. This person's life was a journey. These are the decisions they made. These are the things that happened to them. These are the moments that were in the right place at the right time. And we want to learn from people that are our age group, uh, living our areas, and we want to understand how did this impact them and what happened next. And I think, um, yeah, I'm really, really excited for this. And I'm, I think this is going to pair very nicely with um, the Clara Business Network, the Irene Business Network, and also our current businesses um, that we are involved in. So um, I'm excited for this and yeah, grateful for, uh, for for you saying yes to doing this together. It's going to be really good. Good. Yeah, thanks, John. I think that's probably more time that we plan to, to talk today. So it's probably a good time to, to cut off. Um, what I do see from this is a number of topics that we have touched on that I can um, move forward with in the future and that, that I think me and you can unpack a little bit more. I am looking forward to interviewing the external people as well because that's uh, stories and their life story and so on intrigues me completely. I, I don't read other books than business or biographies. And I, I think this, mm. this is a bit of a live biography, as you say. Um, yeah, so very much looking forward to it. Thank you for initiating it. I think... Um, by the 9th of January, when people start listening to this thing, hopefully it will intrigue them as well. Um, and then obviously on our website that we're going to set up for this, um, there will be other tools and tips and things as well. And the networking side of it that we can can share with people. And then, yeah, we see how it goes from there. Absolutely, Rudolf. Happy. And, and th thanks so much for your time. Great, great conversation as always. Looking forward to the next one. Thanks, John. Thanks, Rudolf. Cheers.